This is Nuclear Knowledge. A production of the National Institute for Deterrence Studies. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another exciting episode of Nuclear Knowledge, a weekly show of the National Institute of Deterrence Studies, where we are advancing peace, promoting stability, and helping you to think deterrence. I'm your host, Jim Petrosky, and today uh, the show is the last in my series comparing nuclear and conventional explosions. If you haven't listened to the previous shows, you can go back and listen and catch them all at our webpage at thinkdeterrence.com. Previously, I discussed the differences between conventional and nuclear explosions. Episode 2 was done from the standpoint of the military characteristics and effects. And later, episode 6, I discussed the differences from a fuel standpoint. Today, I return to the effects, but now from the standpoint of location of the detonation, and particularly based upon altitude. As a disclaimer, details of chemistry and nuclear physics are far beyond the scope and time of this show, so I'll provide enough detail to understand this topic. So let's get started. Are you into real estate? Well, me neither. But you may have heard the saying, location, 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 when it comes to buying real estate. You haven't heard this? Well, me neither. But the idea is that the exact same property beside a muddy swamp would sell for a different price than a property on the side of a mountain with an ocean view. This is similar for the effects of an explosion based upon its location. Same detonation energy, but different outcomes. And the differences are substantial when considering conventional versus nuclear detonations. However, in the case of explosions, it's not about swamps and ocean views, but more about the altitude of the detonation and where the energy goes. Before launching into this subject, I want to remind you that I'm speaking in very, very general terms, where a conventional explosion is one where the energy is released from a chemical-only reaction, and a nuclear explosion is the result of energy released from a nuclear reaction. By way of review, again, look at episode, or listen to episode two, the key differences to the explosions are the timing. The nuclear explosion occurs over a much shorter time period than a conventional explosion. The energy and the fuel mass, the nuclear explosion requires less fuel for the same explosive energy, usually reported in kilotons. And this all results in a difference in energy density. And that's all due to that timing and fuel. And basically what happens is a nuclear explosion releases much more energy in a very small space. And it results in much higher temperatures than with a conventional explosion, even for the same amount of energy. And the higher temperatures produce secondary high energy electromagnetic radiation in the form of x-rays, infrared radiation, and ultraviolet radiation. And then, of course, nuclear weapons or nuclear explosions result in nuclear radiation. And that's uh, because the nuclear processes emit other important radiation, primarily in the form of gamma radiation. Okay, with that all clear as mud, I turn to comparing conventional and nuclear explosions at different heights. 
For a conventional explosion on the ground, the energy results in a violent movement of debris and projectiles that can break and kill, and a blast wave that destroys objects in a similar way to a wrecking ball. For a same-size, same-energy nuclear explosion, on the ground, the result is similar, as most of the energy results in a movement of debris and projectiles that can break and kill, and a blast wave that knocks things over. The nuclear explosion also differs in that the thermal energy travels further from the blast than the conventional explosion, and that results in more fires and burns, and of course, the radioactive material dispersion that you get from that nuclear fuel. So those are the differences on the ground. However, if the explosion is, uh, occurs at a higher altitude, then the atmosphere is much thinner and the effects become different. For conventional explosions, the blast wave becomes less severe and more of the explosion energy is released into the debris, causing it to fly further, and the remaining energy results in low-energy electromagnetic energy, mostly in a form of infrared and light. And they aren't very penetrating into objects. But for nuclear explosion at high altitudes, the blast wave is also reduced the same way. However, most of the energy remains as high-energy electromagnetic energy in the form of X-rays and ultraviolet radiation. And this electromagnetic energy can travel far from the detonation through, uh, because there's no atmosphere and can penetrate equipment resulting in thermal and electronic damage. Completely different kind of a result. In space, these results are exaggerated. For conventional explosions in space, debris can be highly kinetic. In other words, it moves and can destroy spacecraft and the debris can get caught in the orbits and impact and damage spacecraft. Additional energy results in a strong pulse of visible and infrared light. But again, visible and infrared light are not very penetrating. They don't travel through metals and etc. But for nuclear explosions, nearly all the energy in space is in the form of X-rays, which, as before, travel very far away from the detonation and can penetrate equipment, damaging or destroying space vehicles via thermal or electronic damage. And radioactive debris is also produced, which can result in long-term electronic and radio frequency hazards in space. And the high-altitude nuclear explosion can produce a damaging electromagnetic pulse from the high-energy gammas produced. So you can see from these just two simple descriptions, as we move up in altitude towards space, the nuclear explosion and the conventional explosion are substantially different for their locations. And unlike Star Trek and nearly every other movie on this planet, there's no sound to either explosion in space for the same reason there is no blast wave. The blast wave and sailed wave requires the atmosphere to carry the wave. But in the producer's defense, it seems a little bit more exciting with a big explosion sound. And if you don't believe me, turn off the sound during a space fight scene in any space movie boring, I'll tell you that. So, to review, as a conventional explosion occurs at higher altitudes, the effects change from primarily blast to debris and visible light, which is not very penetrating to most spacecraft. For nuclear explosion, the effects move from primarily blast to high-energy radiation that penetrates systems 
and results in thermal and electronic damage. So these are the two main points I want to get out uh, today in this nuclear knowledge. Additionally, you learn not to pay high prices for land near a swamp. At least I think that's what you should have learned. And of course, before I end, I highlight that both nuclear and conventional explosive weapons are an important part of our national deterrence strategy. Conventional weapons, especially when precision delivered, provide a surgical strike capability with less collateral damage and international consequences than with nuclear weapons, and they allow for a scaled deterrence strategy not always afforded with nuclear weapons. And it's our goal in this episode that will leave you thinking about how deterrence is achieved through both type of explosions and how they're affected, in, at least in this lesson or this uh, show, on altitude of the detonation. So thank you for listening to today's Nuclear Knowledge Show. I hope you learned something new and valuable about deterrence. This podcast is produced weekly and each show is released on Monday. If you enjoyed this show, check out our other podcast, The Nuclear View. You can catch it it and all of our shows at thinkdeterrence.com. I thank our producer, Kimberly Charrington, our sponsors, and all the fantastic members of the National Institute for Deterrence Studies for making this podcast possible. Stay tuned next week for another exciting and informative nuclear knowledge. Bye-bye. A production of the National Institute for Deterrence Studies.